Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the PJ Podcast for episode, I think we're up to number 10. I've got a special guest for my intro this week. Get the microphone. Get the microphone. I know you want to come on. No, I don't. I'm just in here looking for some stock tellies. (laughs) It's BJ, my beautiful fiancé. He's currently homebound after having knee surgery last week. And I kid you not, he is the most annoying patient in the world because he doesn't understand the meaning of resting. Do you, Beige? Maybe. (laughs) You can talk. This is where you talk. If you shake your head, we can't hear you. I'm too high on trammies. Okay. (laughs) So I've got a few weeks of this and I could go into labour, you know, in the next month or so. And if you're in this state, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, we'll just have to order an Uber. <laughs> we don't have Ubers out here. Taxi. We don't my, have taxis out call here. Call my dad. <laughs> Good I do not want him to see me go into labour. Anyway, are you Okay. Yeah. Have you got what you needed? Yeah, I'm okay. going now. All right, I've got to introduce my guest this week. Okay. Bye. Bye. He just uh, literally Googled how to bake a cake. And he was in the kitchen getting ready and then he left. He's honestly, his attention spans all over the shop. But anyway, brand new week, a brand new guest. And this week, I'm very excited to introduce to you uh, Eve Palmer. You may remember her from such shows as The Fourth Dirty Show, The Adam and Eve Show, The Aaron Simpson Show. Um, she's been presenting on TV for many years and more recently has dipped her toes into the world of writing. And good grief, uh, season one, I think it came out last year or the year before, season two is now out and I really wanted to grab her and ha- have a chat about about that process, about writing and moving into that whole world, the importance of dark humour, the weird and wonderful world of funeral homes, Plus, we do talk a lot about having a baby because she welcomed her beautiful Gigi into the world about 15 months ago and we do get carried away. So if you're currently on the pregnancy journey or you do want kids down the track, um, Eve is really cool to talk to. She gives a very honest um, account from her experience and she's also actually started a podcast called The Hapu Club uh, where she, you know, delves into... Um, more labour. What? <laughs> you realise when you open that door, it's loud. That's all right. <laughs> Do you want to um, <laughs> leave some parting words for the intro? Eve Palmer. You heard me talk to her. Do you want to say something? Good luck, Eve. <laughs> okay, well, on that inspiring note, um, I'm going to leave you with episode 10, my chat with Eve Palmer. I hope you enjoy it on the PJ Podcast. Hello. Hi. Oh, my gosh, I feel so bad for, like, pulling you away from your beautiful daughter. Oh, no, it's all good. This is a this is a very easy handover as far as they go. Is it? So yeah, did you know that Gigi was one of the names I really wanted to call ours if we have a girl? Yeah. But... I don't know. It's so hard. I don't know. It's so hard. I still have days where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like the name. <laughs> and Adam's like, it's too late. Let's go it's with it. too late. Like, but the, the, you hear people like not name their child. Mm, for, they for, wait. Yeah, for months. 
And I kind of get it. Yeah. Like it's a lot of pressure. And you go through like this momentous occasion and then you've all of a sudden got to come up with a name and you're like, well, yeah. maybe I'm not thinking straight. When she was first born, I was like, I don't know if she, because Genevieve's her full name. And I was like, I don't know if she's a Genevieve because she came out. I'm going to show you this photo. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> this might really put you off. Nah, you can't put so me off. Bring it on. I, I thought we would have this beautiful moment when she was first born. <laughs> uh, you know, you see all the movies and you think, I'm probably going to cry. You yeah. know, I'm probably going to yeah, shed yeah, a tear yeah. and it's going to be really emotional when I meet my child for the first time. She came out. <laughs> oh, my God. Was and it cone head? Up. Was she cone head? Not a cone head, giant head. So we had to have a cesarean in the end yeah. because she was huge. But this is what I first saw. And so <laughs> I loved her immediately, but I thought, what have we done? Can you see Oh, that? my goodness. She's so, like, um, um, it, 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 like quite squished. Like, oh, my God. She's healthy. She looks like one, she's almost 10 pounds. She looks like one of those rugby players in the scrum with the headbands on and it oh pushes their hole. And I was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't, like maybe you and I shouldn't have <laughs> procreated. But I loved her straight away. I just thought, oh, whew, There's hello. so much pressure on that first kind of moment, right? Like, you Don't know. Don't worry about it. I know. And everyone's like, oh, you fall in love straight away. But then you hear people genuinely nah. have, um, you know, like a few days or a few weeks or a few months. It it can be different for everyone. Totally. And I think as well, if you um, labour, those are different hormones to if you have, like if you go into an elective caesarean, the yes. hormones are totally different. So The connection so can be different. Totally. And yeah, yeah, I think because you get a whole lot of oxytocin if you go through that labor process. Um, Yeah. And don't worry about it. Um, Don't worry. You're like, because I know that you're all up in the labor birthing space because you've got your beautiful podcast, Hapu Club. Yeah. How have you found that's really helped you digest this very foreign process you're going through? Yeah, it's really helpful to have those conversations with people, I reckon, because, yeah. you know, experts, but also people who've been through it. Because I feel like sometimes it can be really isolating getting mm. up at all hours to breastfeed and you can feel like you're the only person up. But yes. if you've got people you can talk to or podcasts you can listen to, then you realize you're not actually alone. You're, you are the only person in your house who's awake, maybe, apart from baby. Yes. But all over the world, there are other people doing the exact same thing and you're part of a community and that's a really nice feeling. Well, that's why people recommend, you know, like some of those classes pre-birth, like if you go to like an antenatal or something like that, then you can meet someone in that exact same um, time frame. So then you can actually text them like, hey, you up? Yeah, (laughs) we did that. We did that and it was so helpful. Yeah? Yeah, I had um, some friends from antenatal say, like, oh, day 10 was really hard for me. I lost the plot. And then I looked at my calendar and I'd lost the plot a couple of days earlier. And I was like, it was my day 10. As well. <laughs> really? Just, yeah, had a meltdown. I was in my dressing gown and I was like, I don't want to spend my whole life doing washing and feeding a baby. And Adam's like, honey, it's not going to be your whole life. And I was like, and then she's going to want to leave home and not want to talk to me. And he's like, Honey, she's she's only a week old. She's not going to leave home just yet, so I wouldn't worry. I'm not ready for her to grow up. Yeah, the hormones are full noise. How are you feeling? Um, yeah, I well, as I said to you just before we started recording, I've I don't know, I've had like this dragon bitch um, <laughs> irritability takeover for like the last few days, and I don't know Dude, if, that's- if it's only days. That's a good thing. Well, no, it was very much um, prevalent at the beginning. Like I really found the first trimester and going into the second trimester, I was very um, bitey. Uh, and I wouldn't oh, normally go- you're, Hey, you're allowed. No, I know. But it was just, you know, I was like losing it over really, really small things. And then I had the totally second fine. try and I was, you know, gliding through and I was feeling amazing and life was epic. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I, I wonder if it's the reality kicking in around this time where you're like, oh, yeah, okay, no, 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 countdown's on. Oh, shit, are we ready for this? Oh, shit, but I want to do all this before then. And you want to, like, make all these plans, but you can't. And I think it's just that kind of overwhelm. So I'm wondering if that's... 
oh, sort of okay. processing. Like, sometimes it's hormones. Sometimes it's lack of sleep. Yeah. Sometimes it's the thought of giving birth or yeah. your whole world about to like. It's okay. You, yeah. Oh, you're and- allowed. You're totally allowed. Yes. Exactly. And I think so you just have to give yourself so much grace in like yep. compassion. Because if you can't give yourself compassion now, then shit. <laughs> like, Oh, dude, I had like a cleaning frenzy. Um, yes. I was having uh, like prodromal labor. So my body was. What's prodromal labor? It's like your body is practicing. And so is that like the, um, not the Abraham, um, the Braxton? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know an Abraham. Bra- <laughs> no, Bra- oh, um, the Braxton Hicks. I was Braxton. thinking of Abraham Hicks. She's like this um, uh, crazy spiritual lady. Anyway, oh, um, oh. but um, yeah, was, so, yes. was, so you were going through that? Yeah. So it basically my body was practicing labor on and off for a month. And then I had just a couple of days where I needed everything spotless. And so I... Adam was spray and wiping things and then I was following him <laughs> with my own bottle of cleaner and, and, a, and a wipe and I was like, you haven't got it right. You're, and it, like I was, it was so insane, but that's apparently the nesting. I was going to say, that's is that part of the nesting? Because heaps of people yes. have talked about that. Are you yep. traditionally a clean, tidy yes. person? Oh, you are. Okay, so it just amplified. Oh, yeah. It it was like I wanted to color code and alphabetize and <sighs> refold everything, even though I'd fold. And it was just, it took over me. I yeah. didn't have control of my body. It was so long. It's and insane. That, I but guess it goes back to the cave caveman days. Where I was going to say. Keep that cave clean because there's a baby coming yeah. and the bacteria could be harmful. So, yeah. And did you find that <laughs> continued after Gigi arrived? No, no, the the opposite. <laughs> there is, oh yeah, well I could, yeah, I I couldn't clean because I'd had a pretty gnarly C-section, yeah, and um, ab separation, and I had uh, a lot going on, yeah, which won't be your case. You would know if you had the ab separation. Hey, look, and- I know that anything could happen, and I am surrendering to the unknown because that's all you can really do in this phase. But I'm trying you've to be got as positive. The best attitude. Yeah, you're you're going to be amazing because you've got that attitude. Have you got support? Like, um, got- I love my midwife. She's really cool. really cool. Really like her. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just going to take my partner in, and that's pretty much our crew. My mum's going to be around. She was a nice. doctor, and she oh. like. Yeah, but she doesn't want to come in because she's scared she's going to project all this old school fear. Um, So she just wants to be nearby because it's really interesting. Like, you know, if you have witnessed things that have gone wrong or whatever, you naturally kind of default to think that that could happen again, you know. So um, she just wants to remove any of that from the situation. Yeah, doctors or medical people tend to be pretty risk averse. eh? Yeah, yeah. So, and it's her baby. You're her baby. Yeah, and because she's like had her, she's had her daughter and all gone to labour. But she said, when it's your daughter, it's just a whole different ballgame. It already feels so different. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think when you have your little person, you'll know that kind of fierce protection feeling that you have for this mm. little human and I don't know if that ever really goes away I can't even imagine I, I just can't even imagine what's about to come like it it's quite unfathomable unfathomable I know it's really overwhelming and people have a lot of horror stories and I'm so sorry for those but no, I, I okay. promise you that the all the good stuff outweighs the yeah. challenging stuff so like at I oh sorry no 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 you I'm just like <laughs> no 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 keep going because I could honestly I was like I really just want to talk to her about birth and labour but I know there's yeah, so much we need to get to at our um at our antenatal class they were going through all the things that kind of happen after birth and some of the bleeding and stuff and yeah. can you believe it they sent the guys to the pub this for this um session yeah so we're all there I'm like I want him to hear about all yes. this anyway oh my god I, 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 there's so many things like that that happen yeah. to your body that I had absolutely no idea no you was don't, a reality until I became pregnant yeah yeah so you know they were talking about all that and and I said wow sounds like you know there's a lot of uh <laughs> negatives um yeah. what, are, what are some of the fun things that happen <laughs> afterwards like what's some of the pros and they looked at me with like the most serious face and said, your baby is the positive thing <laughs> out of it. And I said, well, I hope I like her. Resilience, was- <laughs> strength. 
I love. was kind of joking, but I was like, what if I don't even like this person? And but that's a real fear this. though. Yeah, but I promise you, even if it doesn't happen immediately, like don't worry about that movie moment. That's, you know, no, don't put that pressure course. on it. But like, you're going to love this kid a lot and it will be worth all the shit. Do you know what though? I have fears because sometimes I'm just like negligent of my dog in a day, like, <laughs> you know, or my cat and I'm like not give them the attention they need or maybe I forget to feed them for breakfast or something. And then I'm like, oh, my God, you're about to have a baby. You can't do that. You cannot afford to do that now. Hey, all my plants die, <laughs> all of I, them. I, and I was like, if I can't water a plant, how am I going to keep a person but alive? a plant can't but talk to you and it can't make a noise. That's it. Mm-hmm. They're really good at letting you know <laughs> when they're hungry or when they want something. They have got those lungs for a reason. So you won't forget, you know. Nah. No. Okay, one more bit of um, baby birth chat, and then we'll get into all I the amazing. I talk about it all day. You <laughs> okay. fire away. Okay, I'm well, so we'll excited see where we for go. you. We'll see where we go. Um, what would be your biggest piece of advice for yourself if you were to go through it again? What do you wish you heard? Um, I wish I'm a lot more no bullshit now yeah. than before I had a baby. And I wish that I put those boundaries in place even earlier. Yeah. Why? Well, like yeah. in terms of you've learnt that you stressed over stupid shit? I took a lot of um, people would tell me things. I had a bad experience with my midwife and ended up changing midwives. But really? I should have, because I'd done all this research and so I would go to her and say, hey, from what I'm reading on the internet, um, yeah. <laughs> totally yeah. reliable source, um, it's saying that my baby is this big, blah, 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 blah. Should I be referred to someone or what should be yeah. happening here? And and I I trusted other people a lot in that process mm. and I was kind of talked out of things because I was like, oh, well, I've never done it before and they have. Or um, after baby was born, so many people wanted to come and visit when I was feeling like, depleted (laughs) yeah Yeah. and I just like if someone comes around with a meal or they come around and they say I'm gonna hold baby for an hour you have a shower and a nap I've got this and I'll wake you if I need anything but I'm I'm here yeah that's the kind of visitor you want after you've had a kid yes the kind of person who comes around and waits for you to make them a cup of tea oh no and like and waits till baby wakes up when you should be sleeping, stuff like that. Nowadays, I'd just be like, hey, I need you to go because <laughs> yeah. I'm really tired. So I'm but you to have to. Now. That's what I'm learning. You have to set boundaries. And I know that everyone has like a different um, approach for that fourth trimester. But the more yeah. I read, the more important, uh, well, the more like crucial it is to be nourished and, yeah. you know, actually let yourself recover but there's just this pressure on society to like jump back in and you're literally like bleeding it's so much pain you know you meet old ladies and they're just like kind of cranky and grumpy but they tell tell it like it is Mm. I'm halfway to that now (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I just say no. And yeah. people go, um, oh, you should leave her to cry for longer, you know. You should do this and <sighs> yes. you should do that. And I now I go, no, we're not going to do that. Thank but you. That's your child. No. That's your yeah, child yeah. and that's your Whereas prerogative. Before I had her, I would have been like, oh, cool, good idea. Thank <laughs> you. I'll write that down. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. Somewhat, my mum actually asked me last week because our daughter is 15 months old and yeah. I'm still breastfeeding, which yeah. I didn't expect to be but she's allergic to cow's milk and blah 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 anyway mum's like how long are you gonna keep doing that till she's at school she's getting a bit old (laughs) like shut up mum I was like I'll probably do it as long as we both want to yeah and then I just am happy to shut people down like that good and so I think if you can if you can set boundaries for yourself and, yeah, I read somewhere that you become a great parent when you let go of trying to please your own parents, when you oh, try to wow. be the perfect kid. And I think it's kind of that. It's like, actually, I'm going to prioritize my kid yeah, and I'm not going to make everyone happy and you're going to have to deal with that. Because that's something I've learned quickly is like a massive part of parenting instantly is fielding that advice that comes from every single corner of the room and everyone's going to have an opinion and everyone's going to project their experience onto you. And you have to find somehow 
some like sense of centeredness where you can make your own decisions and that just yeah. must be really tough to start because you don't know what's going on you're literally no. like winging it as you go yeah, yeah. and um Adam's parents were really great because they said oh because our daughter is not a great sleeper yeah. she's great at lots of things sleeping <laughs> sleeping's is not, not a strength oh. <laughs> yeah, that's okay though because okay. she'll probably grow up and you know everyone else will be having troubles and she'll be an angel child you know it'll yeah, balance like, out I mean you can't have it all and that's okay <laughs> but Adam's mum was awesome because she said oh look when we first had Adam and other families were complaining about their kids not sleeping, we thought, oh, God, they're doing it completely wrong. It's so easy. You just put them in the cot and walk away. Yeah. And then they said, and then we had Jared, um, who's the second child, and he was completely different, yes. and they did the exact same things. And, yeah. so There's no rhyme or reason. Nah, and it, people can give all this advice, and mm -hmm. it's like, that's so cool that that worked for you and your child and my Maybe I've tried all that stuff and maybe it's not working. Yeah. And that's also okay. Like you, yes. you're going to be the expert in your kid and you get to decide your boundaries. And if you want to be a little bit of a bitch mm. and a bit of a hard ass, mm. do it. Did you have like that warrior fierceness before? Did you no. show that side of you? No, I was. Probably always been lying dormant. I was a people pleaser to the max. Yeah. And now I'm, yeah, now I've just got boundaries. You hear that so often. Yeah. So that's quite a cool thing that you gain. Well, people say that it's like an initiation. You kind of have like another birthing of yourself when you birth a child, which I like totally. the idea of. It's kind of like you're, you're being thrown into this whole new challenge, I guess. Yeah, man. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to, yeah, I, I've learned that all the best experiences in life are challenging. Yep. And how did you find not being able to work initially and not being able to, because you're obviously a very creative soul and you've always been presenting or producing or <laughs> writing and all that kind of stuff. How did you find your identity during yeah. that time? You lose yourself for a bit. Yeah. You do. And you might catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and your body's different. Mm -hmm. You might be in your worst sweaty <laughs> clothes. <laughs> I feel like I'm already in my worst sweaty clothes. My pregnancy, no, my whole pregnancy, I have just literally worn shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, if I'm like this now, what's it going to be like? <laughs> you I've live rurally, though, eh? Yeah, I do. I do. Me too. And it's, <laughs> it takes the pressure off. It's it really so nice. does. <laughs> You can wear gumboots out. Yes, I do. It's yeah. all I wear to yeah. town. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, I how think, did you find that? Yeah, I think reminding yourself that it is temporary. Yeah, and that you're going to go into this like newborn tunnel with this person, and you're going to spend all sorts of crazy hours together. Mm -hmm. You're going to get to know each other, and that first three months in particular is a really intensive process. Yeah. yeah. And just go in knowing that, like the acceptance. right off the next three months, yep. just go, oh, I'm in the bubble. Yeah. Like, don't call me, don't email me, whatever. I'm not available. I'm with my baby. Yep. And know that you'll totally have time and get the balance back yep. later. It's yep. just, it, it's temporary. Mm, did you find that you started craving that work stuff when you were in that bubble or did you not even give it a second well, have you seen the movie About Time? Um, oh, my gosh. Is that the one with Rachel McAdams in it? Yes, yes, yeah, the <laughs> and, British one. So, wait, does someone die? I don't or know is the that, guy's name. It's got, like, kind of the someone, gingery here, dude. Someone, yes. Is he from Harry Potter? Or Could be. He's from, is he one of the Weasley? No, I know what you mean. Is he the older Weasley? I don't, okay, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. And I'm, that vibe. That if, vibe, yeah, so yeah. in that movie, if you haven't seen it, block your ears, <laughs> you, he goes back. He, he learns to live each day yeah. and then he goes back as if he chose specifically that day, as ordinary as it may seem to everyone else. Yes. And he appreciates every little moment. Mm. And so I tried to do that. And also Adam's Nana passed away last year when Gigi was only a couple of months old. Mm -hmm. And she was there on her deathbed and he was saying Nana these are all our special memories and I love you so much and I started to think when I when I would hear 
baby cry at three in the morning and I'd only been asleep for like an hour and I was exhausted, I would think, okay, imagine I've come back. Imagine I'm like 85 and I'm on my deathbed and I've come back to this moment. Yes. And this, I, I've chosen this moment and I get to hold my baby and I get to sing her a wee song and we get to share this precious memory and try to really, really appreciate it, which is bloody hard when you're tired. Yeah. But that that kind of, um, that imagining I was at the end of my life coming back. It's powerful. Made me really appreciate it, which sounds so, so corny, but it actually works. No, but I think death does that, though. It puts yeah. everything in perspective. And Yeah. Because um, those are the moments you cherish. Totally. It's like you've had all the career success in the world. You've had the peak radio job. Mm. And yet I reckon when you get to the end of your very long life. Yeah. Yeah, it won't be that. It, it won't be that. No. It won't be seeing yourself on a billboard. It, it won't be those work milestones. It'll be the people and the moments with those people. And you always hear like mothers who are maybe like 50 or 60 or whatever and they just miss that newborn phase so much. Yeah. And all they have yeah. is positive memories. And yeah. so I guess it's not clouded with all the tiredness and stuff and like in That's perspective. It. That's the stuff that matters. So yeah. you yeah. filter out all that other stuff later. And even now, like after after my my baby was born, my midwife said, so how many do you want? And I was like, never again. <laughs> and, and now I'm like, oh, when would be a good time to have another baby? Because Don't they say there's a certain amount of time and then apparently it starts kicking in again where like, I don't know I if it's I'm biological. Now. Yeah, so is that like, is it is 15 a, months or something? Oh, she's exactly 15 months. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like it was around that time and there's it's something the which kicks in. Yeah, it's Dude. like, it's so weird how we're wired, right? Yeah, the hormones are really powerful, but I just, you've got such a good positive outlook and if mm. you can feel grateful and you can appreciate as many of the moments as you can, awesome. I hate it when people say, I loved every moment. Like Adam said That's that the other day. I was like, no. <laughs> didn't you didn't love every moment like don't shame people for being yeah. for you know some moments going this is bloody hard and it yes. sucks like that's okay too but maybe that's just again that kind of um that down the track perspective yeah, yeah. Get, but really like obviously it was very challenging at the time but you, I promise the good outweighs the bad. Mm. I promise. I've heard that. I've heard that. No, it's it's interesting combating all the thoughts that come in and just like the unworthiness and like the, oh, my gosh, am I ready for <gasps> no. this? You know, like am I ready for this? And the, You're never that, ready. You no, know, exactly, right? Okay, that was the Figure other thing. You, no, one, no one is ever totally ready, are they? No, yeah, no. Okay, you can't gosh. even know what it's like. You can read all the blogs, you can listen to all the podcasts, yep. you can watch all the movies. You don't know till you're in it mm-hmm. and that will be when you become a mum. Like you, it'll happen out of necessity and you're going to be so awesome. Oh, you don't know that. Let's chat. I do. Let's I chat do. a couple of months. I do. I do. I'm going to be, be I'm gonna be texting you at two in the morning because hopefully you'll still be breastfeeding. <laughs> Dude, I'll still be up. Yeah. Okay, I've got you on because there's actually something very cool you're working on at the moment, aside from your beautiful Gigi. And that is season two of Good Grief. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for having me on to plug my show. <laughs> no, it's very it's very cool. It's a very cool show and I love the tone oh. and I love a little bit of black humour and that's what you guys have kind of nailed in this. Yeah, it's kind of like what we were talking about before about death putting things into perspective. Yes. We thought we, yeah, had this random idea, like imagine if you were faced with death every day, <laughs> mm-hmm. would it become just normal? Would you mm. get used to it? And would you start complaining about, you know, the stationary being out or, <laughs> you know, like someone parking in your car park? Like yeah. would you just would you just get used to it? And also what kind of people want to work in a funeral home? Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. I'm like, what kind of people does that attract? Well, I would love to know the um, the background to you guys actually writing the show. Like, did you actually go into funeral homes to get inspiration? Did you talk to caretakers? Like, what was the actual process? We talked to the head of the Funeral Directors Association in New Zealand <laughs> oh after we had kind of storyboarded and written yeah. some ideas because we, we didn't want to totally take their experiences we wanted mm. to not be too influenced but we would run things by him and go okay someone falls in a grave is that crazy and he'd go <laughs> oh no I've seen that before um it was actually the priest and he was walking backwards and he he fell in and then he hopped back up like nothing happened and we're like okay nah. cool so falling in the grave all good that's not far-fetched buried alive um, I ha- I didn't ask about the buried well there is a there is something that's in season two that's kind of like that, and we did run that by him, and again, that kind of no, thing has happened as well. Really? Every, no, nothing we ran past him he thought was strange at all. Oh <laughs> He'd seen God. it all. Yeah, and he was such a normal guy, but um, when he goes to barbecues, um, <laughs> if he doesn't know, if he doesn't know everybody there, he'll just say he works in dispatch oh, because yeah. otherwise people – either don't want to talk to him at all or they want to ask him all the gory details. So yeah, it's a, it's such a fascinating world. Um, We didn't go and look, but we have been to quite a few funerals ourselves. So between us, we kind of put those experiences into it as well. And when you're writing it, like, so it was um, you and Grace and then you had another guy with you writing it as well. Is it? Yes. yes, Nick, our, our mate, Nick, who's a very talented writer. And how did that sort of whole process go? Are you in a room together? Do you just like take one part and then pass it on? Like I, I, I would love to know the actual behind the scenes process. Our way of working is quite different to how a lot of people work because we write the whole thing together. Wow. So a lot of shows will go off and do different episodes each. Yeah. We like even pre-pandemic, we jump on Skype and we write together. And cool. when we first started, like, we didn't have the software, so Nick would actually transcribe it. And now there's, um, like, apps software, I guess, where yeah. we can all be writing on our computers from where we are, and we can oh, see what each other's put into the script. So it's pretty amazing. Like, um, yeah, we're, we're all just in our homes, in our slippers. <laughs> well, I'm definitely in my slippers. So you're doing, you've got JJ like probably on your boob <laughs> yeah, yeah. just so tapping away yeah she'd come in for feeds and I'd just tilt the camera up <laughs> I love Not it that they would have cared I didn't need but. to tilt the camera but yeah I'd just tilt the camera up give her a feed then you know mom or whoever was looking after her would yeah. take her out into the other room yeah how do you um go <laughs> that's awesome how do you go with disagreements or yeah like conflict and ideas we do two against one. Oh, cool. <laughs> we just oh, do majority so rules. Yep. So there were some things, there was quite often one person would go, oh, I don't know if that's funny or I'm not 100% sure that's a bit cringe for me, a bit <laughs> uncomfortable. And then if two people were like, nah, it's hilarious. We're doing it. We went with it. Yeah. And also we didn't have much time to write season two. So when we wrote season one, um, we didn't have, any like there was no producer attached there was no promise that it was ever going to get made season two we had funding and a deadline so we had to write it as fast as you can as you possibly can Mm. um and so it was just kind of like yep we're doing it and and (laughs) we couldn't really was that in the throes of COVID 
we shot it. So season one, we shot between lockdowns. Yeah. We just happened to be really lucky with timing. And then season two, we shot up in Auckland over summer. Oh, and okay, cool. Yeah, it was just after lockdowns and all sorts. And um, yeah, it was bad because I <laughs> had a cough. And I, oh. I think it was hay fever, but I had it for like a month and I'd have coughing fits and stuff. And we were getting regularly COVID tested. Yes. But the health and safety guy was coming over to me and he'd be like, hey, oh, so going to get you to do another test. Yeah. Um, so they were really nervous that someone, <laughs> probably me, was going to shut down all Super of the Super spreader. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but thankfully we got through the whole thing with a like nine months pregnant woman well Sophie was probably about yeah seven or eight months pregnant when we started (laughs) so she didn't have her baby and no one got COVID which is a miracle I um I love the on-screen chemistry between you and Grace like it like it's just beautiful like you two as sisters are just awesome together do you find because you hear about like those American comedies where they just completely riff and they just go with the flow in front of the camera. Do you find that you kind of sometimes just do that and you go off script? We stuck to the script quite a lot. Did you? Actually, yeah, yeah. Because I can imagine I mean, being sisters, you'd know each other so well yeah. and you just sometimes want to like, I don't know. I think because we had battled over the words Mm. you know we were like you know this word's funnier than this word and so we want it to be phrased like this and we knew that every had to be done right yeah when you've written it you're like that line needs to be there because it leads into this other thing yeah a bit more respectful of the writing because (laughs) yeah (laughs) well you're the writers (laughs) (laughs) we should be respectful of everyone's writing josh thompson is a um he improvises and it may like he's awesome He's so funny, but he would like sometimes start singing in a in a scene, and I'm like, "Don't you're gonna make me laugh?" Because I find him so hilarious, and I'm like, especially the singing. Oh, Did that happen so, yeah. quite a bit where you guys would just lose it on set and crack up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose but with the with the problem. deadline as well, you're probably like, "Right, we gotta go." Yeah, well, that's the thing, but it's a good problem to have. Yeah, I think I was really bad though. Josh, Josh was singing. And I said to him, I can't wait. Oh, I'm, you know, I thought he was just rehearsing in front of everybody. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm so excited to see you do it properly. And he was like, that was me doing it properly. And we just recorded it. And really? I'm doing another take. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I just meant, I just meant, <laughs> I don't know oh, what I meant. Amazing. And I said to um, Ben, sorry, what's his real name? James Roque. Yeah. Um, who plays my boyfriend. He plays this quite dweeby guy and he went in and got in his costume and everything. And I was like, oh, I love it. Costume's perfect. And I love how they've done your hair like to look kind of naff. And he was like, no one's touched my hair yet. It's me. (laughs) This is my hair. And I was like, oh, no, it looks real cool. It looks so cool. I just like. Oh, God. So I'm better to not improvise. I'm better to just. Okay. Stick to the lines in case I offend somebody or make it way worse. <laughs> is this yeah. where you want to head? Like, is this sort of like the pinnacle, you know, writing and producing, or is it more being in front of the camera? I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Hey, good. <laughs> Me neither. I really don't. Do you love just thought- trying and learning stuff? Yeah, and I love – I have a bucket list. And cool. so sometimes Grace gives me so much shit because I'll say, like, there was someone on set who was a kindy teacher and I was like, oh, I'd love to be a kindy teacher one day. She's like, since when? Like, wh- what are you um, talking about? Yeah, and didn't like, you have a quote about how you list. wanted to go to the Olympics for equestrian? <laughs> Is that true? Oh, my God. That was so bad. That was a Women's Day interview. And I was like – I was like, you know, the world's your oyster. You can do anything. Like Mark Todd went to the Olympics. When he and then they quote you. It's like Eve Palmer has ambition of going to the Olympics for equestrian. That was so stupid. It's like one time I remember in a Women's Day interview, um, they offered me a lolly and I was yeah. like, oh, no, I'm okay, thanks. And then the thing comes out, diabetic Eve, 26. And I was like, I'm what? 25. Also not diabetic. Um yeah, they just what? they ran with that, really. Like they literally 
Like, I know they, <laughs> they fabricate the truth. They, they just, you know, it's, they just I lied. Think, Weird way to find out I have diabetes. Wow. But yeah. No. So um. No. But I do also say stuff sometimes that I've been that thinking, gets oh, taken that- seriously, and you're just having a bit of a lull. I'm having a laugh, but yeah. like, did how do you find like how do you decide what you want to do next in your career when you've reached the pinnacle of radio success? And no. was that something that you worked <laughs> towards for years and years? And um, then, yeah, it's funny because I guess. That is defined by society as the pinnacle of success, breakfast. Dude, Do you know I'm what, on yeah. your page. Yeah, so like if you were to talk about the industry as a whole, yes, like you would probably strive to be on breakfast radio, but that was that was never really my, my end goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I've never yeah. really known where I want to end up and it's been an, so much fun and incredible and holy crap, like never thought I'd go to Melbourne, but um, – but it was never like, this is it, I've made it in my head. How did you make that decision? So, okay, so you didn't get caught up in the hype of sure number one did. show. Like, no. all this, like, you didn't get caught up in that. No, we were quite like, um, we were quite strict in the sense of don't let ratings cool. dictate our our success really you know we because as long as we were having a good time and being true to ourselves and we had the rapport with the people and you mm. know we were connecting and we we're having you know really good callers and stuff and that was success to us it wasn't yeah it wasn't what number you're getting on a book um you guys are very genuine and grounded but I can imagine it would be very easy to get caught up in the ego and the oh, hype absolutely of and I think I'd be lying if I said I probably didn't get caught up at times um, because it is seductive it's seductive yeah. the whole media world and I'm sure that you've encountered this as well you know um, being on a billboard and and getting to go to events and getting treated to free stuff all the time. And it is very seductive. And I think it was just the COVID time that literally I was forced to face what really mattered. And maybe it was like almost like a baby moment in the sense of where you're like, oh, this is what matters. Mm. And so for me it was kind of like what matters to me is to be home and to be Mm. anchored and grounded with the people that I love and – yeah. That was a, a <laughs> big, brave decision to make. Like, do you think if it hadn't been for COVID, you may not have, or you might have stayed a bit longer? I would have definitely stayed longer, I think. But yeah. I think it just fast-tracked everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm so impressed uh, by that. Um, it's, oh. it's really it's really hard to do that when everyone's telling you what you've got is what mm-hmm. you should want. Mm-hmm. And then you have to listen to yourself and and maybe it's not actually what is making you happy, even mm. though I know you and Jace were awesome together and, like, he's a genuine mate. Totally. Yeah. And and there's a lot of guilt and you feel like you're letting people down in the process. And um, Always. Always. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting. For me, I don't know what's next. And, like, I'm kind of just following nudges. Does that kind of make mm, sense? You kind of, yeah. like, just follow yeah. what feels good. Like... Moving back here led us to purchase this dream property right next to my partner's family farm. And we would have never have done that had I not come back. And it's like on this acreage with a beautiful river and it's solar powered. And it's like, because I've always wanted to start a retreat. It's pretty much the prime setting for that. And I'm like, well, I would have never had this had I not followed that nudge. And I almost felt like I kind of got rewarded for that act because someone said the other day that the oh what is that? Oh, I'm da, da, da. so bad with quotes. I Same. go to start a quote and then I'm like, Same. and they said, um, like maybe oh, it is the on. most uninspirational <laughs> thing ever. No, um, okay. uh, something f- favors fortune favors the brave. No, something like that. Yes, something like that. And I've and heard something like that. And and I just felt like that that kind of I actually got to see that in motion because you kind of take a leap of faith and you don't really know what you're going into and you're like shit but then boom this happened and so I don't know I'm trying to live my life like that now I don't I don't really know what's next I think that if you listen to yourself in the same way that you have been doing you'll find parenting (sighs) 
not easy, but <laughs> no. you'll, you'll know where to go. You'll know what to do because you yeah. can trust yourself. That's one thing I really want to teach my daughter is to have confidence in herself. Mm. You know, I don't want to always tell her this is the right thing to do, blah, 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 you know, because yes. I'm so bad with decisions and I often look to external sources to sometimes I'll even Google what you know what to do and it's hey like, we've all been there I I would hate for someone to look at my Google search history it's so, so embarrassing, embarrassing. so yeah, embarrassing I, I really want my daughter to grow up trusting herself yes. knowing that she can kind of get quiet go deep within and that actually she knows herself better than anyone else and she she can make a decision with confidence and she might oh. fuck up and that's okay. And then she can make I a new decision. That. And I really want her to, to have that. Cause I don't, but yes, you, know, you do. I'm sure you do. I'm getting there. I'm yeah. getting there slowly. Did yeah. you know there's an elephant in the room we haven't addressed? And that's oh, what? <laughs> that we went to rival schools at the same time. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you went to St Margaret's. I sure did. In Christchurch. And you yes. finished in 2007. Oh, I you're think, a year was older last than year. Me. Yeah, I'm old. I'm old. Oh, girl, I thought we were the same age. Oh, that's okay. I'll pretend. <laughs> um, I can, I'll play younger. That's yeah, cool. I never actually crossed paths with you at school, but I thought I'd bring it up because, like, uh, Rangiruru and uh, St Margaret's, they were definitely. Rivals who were literally a few streets apart. I hope we would, yeah, the tough streets of Merivale. Um, (laughs) I guess if we'd had any kind of battle, it would have been like a dance-off or something, something real jazzy. Uh, Um, I wasn't cool enough to be good at dancing at school. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we would have been friends. I know, me too. What did you, what were you, were you drama girl? Yeah, I did like drama and dance and yeah, it's probably just kind of how I am now, really. Mm. Like, really bad at sports, not that smart. <laughs> oh, um, whatever. Just, you would have been no, smart. No, I wasn't. Really? I wasn't. Yeah, oh, I almost failed maths. Like, I. Oh, same, but maths doesn't count. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, 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 maths. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I quit maths as soon as I could. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys go down to Maryvale Mall and get the sushi balls? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like a thing, eh? That was, was it a St. Margaret's thing, too? Oh, that was a cool thing to do. But I think I was in a heap of extracurricular activities and I think it was kind of my mum's way of keeping me out of trouble and it worked. Yeah. So I spent most of my time at school. Like I was just, yep, doing the work. And what are your thoughts on private schools now that you've got a child? Because I love having a chat with people. I find private schooling and private healthcare like a disgusting prospect personally. Mm. I, I don't think that you should be able to pay extra yeah. to have a better education or a healthcare experience. Yes. I am it should be. way more of like a democratic socialist and mm. I, I yeah I would rather pay way more taxes and know that everyone had everything that they needed. I'm yeah. not a fan of I guess I am a fan of capitalism because <laughs> I'm in the system but no hey, like, we're all morally, in the system. Yeah, but moral, like, I'm just. It, I know, just, I know, that I know what you mean. It doesn't really sit right. If I, there was ever to be like a, a private boarding school situation, um, I think that the people who would benefit from that are kids whose parents work so hard, mm. can't afford to put food on the table, need some extra help with homework and stuff like that. Um, I, I would be in support of private schools for kids who needed the extra support, mm. not for the people who can afford it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like But it's I, all very well. I'm saying that and I went to a private school, so who am I? I'm a hypocrite. I know. I know. Well, I look back at my experience and I look at it really fondly, but then I yeah. I look at, you know, friends that I had who were at public schools just down the road and they ended up being just as great, having just as oh, great a time. Um, 100%. And I also think um, – so at my school, um, I, 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 my mum dropped me off one day and later that day in the cafeteria, someone said, Eve, are you a Mari? And I said, yeah. <sighs> and then another girl goes, don't worry, you can't even tell. <gasps> How and old were you? <laughs> I was 13. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like. I didn't know how to take that. And now I would, you know. Yeah, you'd fight back. 100%. Yeah. But the fact that she thought that was a compliment. Oh, my God. Was 
Justin indication of the kind <gasps> the of privilege. people she comes out with yeah. and the fact that she, you know, like. Don't worry, you can't tell. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it's like that's a part of my identity. So that's hurtful. If you of can't. course, and then you're going to feel like you have to conceal that. Oh, yeah, so you, like probably, really... you probably as a reaction would have gone and got like lighter foundation or something <laughs> silly like that because you're so young and impressionable yeah I mean I tried just not to hang out with yeah. those people anymore but yeah. I really I think it's really important for kids to go to schools where they're not just hanging out with people who look yeah. like them and come from the same kind of background as them I yeah. think that's a big part of education too, is not just what you're learning in the classroom, but who you're learning next to yes. and what you're learning about your place in the world. So I think someone like her, I think she could have really benefited from going to well, a school with maybe some real life Māori who... Um, because at the end of the day, she's just a young child. She doesn't know any better. No, at, at no. Same, and you where know? has she heard that and picked that up from? Exactly. Yeah. So when I'm looking at schools for Gigi, which is kind of a crazy thing to do now, but, um, yeah. you know, looking at, I'm looking at the um, ethnic breakdown, the demos, all that yeah. kind of stuff, because I don't want her to go to a school where everyone looks like her. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I just, I can't believe you. Re- and, and and was that like an indication of the rest of your um, high school experience? Or was that kind of just a, an isolated incident, but really stuck with no. you? No, no, I think that really? was pretty, yeah, like I, it was, there were some lovely people there and I had a pretty, um, I'd say an overwhelmingly positive experience, mm. but um, like I went to Kohangareo when I was a kid and spoke to the old Māori and then when I went to, instead of going to a kura kaupapa Māori or a mm. bilingual unit, I went to a mainstream school and so I lost the language. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just remember teachers, um teaching Tareo and <laughs> um and kind of the I remember comments and I remember feeling like you know that's a part of me that here is not welcome oh wow and not wanting to hide that like still being proud of of that like that's part of who I am but um yeah I think we need to do a lot better in New Zealand yeah. to well, incorporate Māori. I mean, you would have to admit that, like, we have definitely made progress because I look yeah. back to when I was at school and uh, I did not know any te reo and yeah. I, it's embarrassing that I learnt Spanish before Māori. Like, oh, you know, dude, yeah. Um, and so, but I think that was that was in many places. That wasn't just at our school. Um, and I think they've made lots of changes since then. But you're right. Like, we always need to be better and we always yeah. need to be. I'm, like, I'm really heartened by the revitalisation of te reo Māori yeah. in, in New Zealand. Like, my mum and my koro, her dad, that, that, they were lost generations. They didn't have any connection mm. to um, tikanga or reo Māori. So um, I feel really lucky that like I'm learning now and I'm able to teach my daughter and then hopefully she'll grow up and we won't lose it ever again. Yeah. So it's that's so a, it's a privilege. But, you, yeah, you shouldn't – the fact that you have to go seek it out is yes. – I'm, I'm hoping it will just become part Far of, more accessible just there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it should be. And it enriches everybody. Of course. But, yeah, I, I have like a little bit of shame or guilt, I guess, from – from my high school era or like, you know, mm-hmm. from a lot of my life where I'm like, I I didn't know that. And I still, you know, I'm still very, I could still be a lot better, but it's about that, I guess, um, wanting to learn and wanting to be yeah. better and acknowledging that, <laughs> you know, um, that you can always improve. Yeah, it's because we've all got privilege. Yeah. And it's, yeah, sometimes it's listening, hey, and going, oh, I need it sit down and shut up and have yes. a little listen because I actually, I was in a room, um, oh, it was a couple of years ago, and it was, there were three white men and me, and they were trying to talk about, um, <laughs> you know, socioeconomic issues in, in New Zealand and, you know, what Māori need. And I, and I just said, I don't actually think you're the we're the people to be having this. Yeah. this conversation. And they're like, you're Māori. And I'm like, I am, but my experience has been a very privileged, very Pākehā one. Yeah. And so actually this isn't, like, I think when 
it comes to this topic, we should be listening, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like we, but people want to have a say, and I, I get that. Like, yeah, I think we just need to have those kind of uncomfortable moments. Mm. We go, oh shit, that's confronting. Yes. That makes me feel guilty. Mm. Um, I, I've mucked that up. Like I've been really wrong in the past. Like I think we need to be okay with that. Then learn from it and go, that's fine. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like my favorite quote: "When you know better, you do better." Hey, so you're good at quotes. <laughs> it's, the it. it's the only one I remember. <laughs> I have stolen you from your daughter, and it's nearly been an hour, and oh, I'm going to let you go. But I feel like we could talk all day. Um, so good to have you on and catch up. Thank I'm trying you. to remember the last time we actually saw each other. I can't remember. I think it was way back in ZM. Yeah, like when way you were doing back. a little show. So, yeah, so wait, when are you due? August 21. <gasps> oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm, my birthday is the 13th of August, and I'm a Leo, and I've, I'm okay. selfishly projecting that I want this child to be a Leo. But so that's, you would like baby to come a wee bit early? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I, I will love it no matter what it is. It's just Virgo is the star sign afterwards, and I think they're quite pedantic and good with detail. That's me. Okay. That's me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And this, this, did the spray and wipe story scare you? That is literally the second time. I was in a shop the other day and I was like, and so there's the Virgo after Leah. And she's like, I'm a Virgo. I was like, oh. (laughs) It's okay. We're not offended. (laughs) No, no, no. But I've heard Virgos are amazing. I'm just, it's just, I'm a Leo. And I thought it'd be really cute if I have a Leo child, you know? Yeah. Not a not a thing. It's not like a it's not like a bad note in there. Oh, it is though. Like, it, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, I'm not. I'm not a star signs person. Okay, cool. And my friends at drama school were like, classic Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's just what I need to ground me and bring some practicality into my life. Maybe that's Dude, what my child's gonna do. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's gonna be okay, and your your kid will like. Maybe if it's the typical Virgo, maybe you'll get those color-coded calendars. And I need a bit of that in my life. The spray. How good would it be? Would it be to have a kid who cleaned up after themselves? Oh my god, they could do the dishes. They could do all the dishes. When, they will love it. When? And on that positive <laughs> note, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. I don't know if anyone is still listening. They'll be like, God, that girl just <laughs> talks and talks. But if you made it to the end, wow. <laughs> Good grief. Season two, it is out now. You can catch it online. That's where I saw the pilot episode. Um, it's on TV yeah, as well. On, I'd, I don't have normal TV. Yeah, it's on TVNZ Plus. Okay, cool. So you don't you don't need all the – Perfect. You know, yeah. You know you can get live TV on TVNZ Plus, eh, if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. Don't yeah. – Is that when you have to, um, <laughs> like – do the Chromecasty thing and like get no up. no 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 no. There's none of that. You just click. You click live TV. I'm so bad with technology. It's, yeah, same. I'll show you later. Okay. <laughs> we'll do a demo. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You're awesome, and you're going to be the best mum. You're going Thank to be you. amazing. Thank you. Sending you so much love. I'm so excited for you. The lovely Eve Palmer. I loved catching up with her. Hadn't seen her in years and um, felt like we could have gone all day. A few avenues I didn't expect to go down, but um, but I really enjoyed that chat. I hope you did too. And if you are on that pregnancy journey, she does have a fantastic podcast all about parenting and pregnancy called Harpu Club, uh, which, you should, which you can go check out. And also, if you haven't seen Good Grief, season one and two, uh, streaming online, tvnz.co.nz. So go check it out. Very funny Kiwi comedy. Talented gal. Uh, all right. I hope you enjoyed that this week. And if you haven't subscribed already, do so. Uh, the PJ Podcast, wherever you're listening to your potty, and leave a review. And I'll be back with a brand new week next week.
Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.